Hi there! Welcome to episode 55 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a track called Gangplank Galleon. It hails from one of the most memorable final boss battles of the entire 16-bit generation. Watch out for falling cannonballs, because tonight we listen to the music of Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, we covered this game and its history on the last episode, so for a change, we're just going to jump right in, shall we? Yes, we shall. Are you excited? I am, actually. A uh, big fan of the game, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the music. Uh, you know what? Me too. As we discussed last week, I just want to make sure that I'm, uh, I have the right track list in front of me <laughs> real quick. <laughs> what a good time to check. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's pick up right where we left off. Uh, we, we left you last week, last week, last episode with um, the, uh, the minecart stage music, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, so this next song is just is Life in the Mines. These are the stages in the mines that are not in the minecarts. They're more slow paced and uh, it's like your regular game with the, uh, the light, the lamps hanging down and swaying back and forth. Uh, Winky the Frog is in a lot of these stages. Uh, there are all these like hanging platforms. Super awesome stuff. <laughs> I love these stages. So here we go. Life in the Mines. Enjoy.
All right, that was Life in the Mines, uh, again, by the, by David Wise, the uh, the masterful David Wise, who was just interviewed by Banjo Guy Ollie on his podcast, and I nearly peed myself listening to it because it was super interesting. <laughs> it's like two of your favorite people uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. talking to one another. It's like a surprise, like a space-time continuum didn't like rip open or something. They both have very thick accents. It was kind of hard to understand at times, but it was worth listening to. Uh, so yeah this song is uh this song's awesome right i mean it's just (laughs) am uh, i right (laughs) right it's pretty awesome yeah no it's um it's one of the i feel like some of the ones we're gonna get in this episode are a bit more of the ambient sounding ones Mm -hmm. and um that stuff works so well in this game and this one is just like uh, it's it starts off so like seemingly simplistic but man what's that flute uh comes in that that main melody with the flute is just it, it just seriously next level super good um i i agree with you uh i don't remember a lot of these tracks which is why i really actually enjoy doing the show with you for obvious reasons of course aside um i don't i don't remember this track and you know it's beginning certainly feels like it's going to be something and then it goes into that that flute part and that ambient part with the little drip drops and they make like a they have a melodic place in the in the track, and it's it's a brilliant piece of music. But instantaneously hearing the music, I saw the the level in my head, like you said, with the swinging mm-hmm. lanterns. I definitely remember that. It's a great piece of music, and I think um, it's real soothing in a way <laughs> to uh, to be doing like a side scroller and you know jumping on things. It's it's a very soothing track to be doing that kind of activity to, I suppose. It absolutely is. It's one of the the cool things about this game is that it's inherently goofy because you're a monkey jumping around collecting bananas, but it's a uh, the music itself is so uh, gorgeous and uh, it's and, and kind of serious in a lot of places. You know, it's there's definitely goofball where goofball needs to be, but there's also a very serious tone of the music and it creates a really unique atmosphere of Donkey Kong Country. Oh, absolutely. It's um. It cements its place uh, in in creating. I always talk about creating the universe, creating the world. It cements its place. You think, mm-hmm. you know, from this moment forward, the the mine shafts, the caverns that you're going to be in, it's always going to sound like this or have that um, similar tone, timbre, inflection, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be mm-hmm. that sound. And you know, uh, pulled apart from the game, you hear the track. You you having never played the game, you can you can conjure up some kind of cavern you know you may not be 100 percent on the money but you're in the ballpark all right so moving on to our next track of the evening uh we're going to hit another relatively uh ambient song this is um this is another one of my favorites i really like the the sound of this one this is by uh evelyn evelyn fisher uh and it is called voices of the temple this is for uh well the temple stages he's the (laughs) the kind of yellow stone stages with like the you know the big wheels in them and stuff and uh I love I love the look of these stages so much because like you've got all the the yellowish stone things that look like these super cool temples and that's cool enough but the backgrounds of them are these like really cool um just forests with these like kind of blue green colors in the background is a really really excellent contrast in the visuals um uh, on this and this music is just it, you know you could you they could have gone uh, any number of ways with the uh, a song called voices of the temple and you would expect something like even something like uh, the fire temple from uh ocarina of time where there's some sort of chanting and they did not go that route they went a much more mysterious route and i think uh this is um 
it's a wonderful track. And this, we're actually going to get the, uh, most of Evelyn's tracks this evening. And uh, really, I, it, was a, it was kind of a surprise to me because uh, some of her tracks are some of my favorite tracks in the entire game, uh, which I didn't know back when I thought that this soundtrack was done almost entirely by David Wise. So um, it was an interesting eye-opening and ear-opening experience for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Voices of the Temple. Enjoy. by Evelyn Fisher. Uh, how'd that song make you feel, Matt? <laughs> Tingly in my pants. Um, <laughs> <and laughs> that's actually a really good track. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you prefaced kind of the show with a, uh, a statement saying that a lot of what we're going to be listening to is going to be more along the lines of ambient music. And that song definitely hits the ambient note, but there's, um, there's a low-end bass to it that I guess constituted as music. 
there's some flute stuff, melodic in places. So it, it has song structure in, in mm-hmm. the way we think of music. I think it's a great track. I think it's uh, actually I think it's better than a great track. I think it's a really good track actually. And I could probably listen to that on loop. I don't know, good ten or fifteen minutes before I realized I was listening to it for ten or fifteen minutes, only because I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, that and the the loop is so natural in that one. It uh doesn't. It's it's hard, almost hard to tell until you really start recognizing specific patterns where the loop is because there doesn't seem to be a very specific beginning to it. You know what I mean? Right. It it um, its loop is seamless, like really seamless. You know, sometimes you can um, you can hear the loop because uh, some kind of musical part uh, yeah, there's plays a clearly over. defined end, and it's right, like, and, and then yeah. here we go again. And this one is just kind of very it's very constant, and uh, it works so well with the stages. Like there's something um there's a uh, yeah I don't know like the I I hear so much of the the sounds of this game like the the clicking of the wheels with like the the beavers and those giant spiky wheels and stuff like that i mm-hmm. i hear all that stuff every time i i hear this song it's a very specific memory it's just it's a wonderful piece oh absolutely uh again just another just another feather in in david's cap i suppose well this was evelyn this was evelyn oh. fisher oh man i suck <laughs> you did say that totally i suck well a feather in evelyn's cap Indeed, and this you know, next David one, needs more. Yeah, he's, he he needs more more feathers in his cap. <laughs> uh, this next one is another feather in Evelyn's hat. In fact, this is one of her uh, best ones. This is one of my favorite songs from Donkey Kong Country, uh, and in fact, has a really really great remade version as well in Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii. Um, this is Forest Frenzy. Um, again, some of my favorite looking stages in the games. I think they're also good looking, but these are the ones that were. You know, you're you've now you're now out of the jungle and you're into more of a traditional forest with like evergreens and stuff in it and lots of vultures flying around and whatnot. And uh it's uh they, they look wonderful and this music is so perfect for that. It's got a really, really good I just, you know what? Well, let's listen listen to it, we'll break it down afterwards. Here is Forest Frenzy from Donkey Kong Country by Evelyn Fisher.
Forest Frenzy, and oh, oh boy, I love that song. Ah, oh, it's one of those one of those great examples of just so many so many different pieces coming together so perfectly. You know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely. It's a it's a really like um, what's the word I'm like? It's a very like bouncing, chill, moving forward kind of track. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it definitely um. It lends itself to the idea of a forest kind of thing, and it def yeah it definitely has that that foresty flavor. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I equate that so much with the stages that it's linked to, but God, every piece of that song comes together so brilliantly. Um, that that the way that drives through the whole thing just uh, it sounds so good. And like, you know, when everything drops out, except for that, that the drums like do, 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 do. And then like, you get the little trill that comes back in. It's, ah, it's so, it's so wonderful. It's so dynamic in all the, all the right ways. It's a, so good. So good. No, it's a, it's, it's a great track. Um, I will say it of, of what we played this episode, not necessarily my favorite, but definitely still a good track. I mean, I, it, it's hard. You you have twenty five children. You got to hate one of them. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Brandon. You know this is um, it's just not your day, buddy. No, but definitely still a good track. Uh, in the pantheon of music for this game, it still holds true. It, it you know it it conjures the images. It you know it pairs well with its um its visual counterpart. You know, still still another a great piece. Wow. Yeah. It, it, that's that's it's interesting because like I. We definitely don't see eye to eye on that one. This is one of my favorite Donkey Kong Country pieces. Period. It's it's just wonderful. Um, I remember back when uh, I th- I think we talked about this last time. I used to record this music. Um, yes. By holding up my stereo and whatnot. This was one of the ones that um, I uh, there's every single time I hear it now I'll also hear this because when me and James recorded it, um, uh, he cleared his throat when we first started recording and it just happened to be on rhythm. <laughs> and uh, then we paused it like a beat after that. So so the, the song starts like doom 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 doom. I always hear that in my head whenever I hear this. This isn't song. it uh, isn't it weird how you do something like that and these little artifacts become part of your like memory of it. So I have something similar, not where I recorded something, but you know I had a I had an ex who would make me mixtapes because I used to work like the overnight shift, I'd be locked in a supermarket, you know, and uh, so she'd make me these mixtapes, and she'd put, like, um, what do you call it, like, uh, sound bites from shows and things like that <laughs> that were kind of uh, complimentary to the song. So now when I hear certain songs, when the song ends, I have the next sound bite in my head, and it's so strange how you go from listening to something so much that it becomes part of i i want to say like the nomenclature of that song mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i get that i definitely get that <laughs> so bizarre mixtapes were the best i you know there was an art to mixtapes and i missed that there, there was, def- was there's yeah. such a level of creativity to it that just now what is it, the playlist yeah not <laughs> not the same not the same man anyway continuing with our playlist uh <laughs> <laughs> God, next track we're listening to tonight is yet another Evelyn Fisher one. Uh, this is Treetop Rock. This is from the uh, the levels that look like the Ewok Village, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 
the the huts and stuff the the huts that are up in the trees and yeah. like you see even more of them in the distance then you got like the glowy blue in the the deep distance it's, oh, these stages are so cool looking i love these stages uh and this is a pretty great track so let's go ahead and listen to it here is treetop rock by evelyn fisher Treetop Rock again by Evelyn Fisher, and uh, this is just—it's just another example of really capturing exactly what you need to capture. Um, it gives you that kind of mysterious nighttime woodsy uh, vibe to it, while still being you know energetic enough to be part of an action platformer. But it's like the, you know—it's—it's it's not. It's hard to explain. Like I—I I don't know what time of day this is supposed to take place. Like this stage. Cause like the background is this kind of like bluey glow. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's adequately mysterious uh, and, and really wonderful in that regard. Yeah. I was, uh, I couldn't quite remember, uh, cause you said nighttime and I couldn't quite remember if it was a day or a night level, but 
you kind of did a good job of uh, explaining it. It definitely has like a, I want to say like a dusk feel to it. If if dusk had a a feel musically, I think this would be it. Um, okay, that yeah, I, I get that. It's it's a really good track. I like the. I guess it's marimbas. Yeah, I guess that's a. I, I guess that's what that's supposed to be. <laughs> Supposedly, oh, it's supposed to be. We're not quite at that stage of the game yet where we're, we're recording full ensembles. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's obvious. Uh, like, like sometimes you'll listen to these songs, like you know, the the, the song we played before uh, the, the we started the episode, Gangplank Galleon. Like that's an accordion, you know. Yeah, like, there's yeah. definitely instances where it's like you know, in the in the previous song in uh, Forest Frenzy, there was definitely piano in there. Uh, this one, I guess, it's a little bit, little bit more open to interpretation. But I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's a marimba. Oh, see, I, I wasn't gonna go with uh, the interpretation excuse. I'm just stupid. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, they sound, they sound similar to uh, marimbas if, if that's what they're uh, attempting to do. It's definitely a, it's definitely a cool song. I dig it. I like the, I actually really like the marimbas. Like I was saying, the marimbas part, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It gives it a little jazzy bit, but like, still maintaining a kind of uh, laid back. Um, vibe, I guess. Um, I even like the the little synthy parts that are kind of, um, I guess, mimicking some some semblance of a woodwind or a reed, perhaps. Yeah, it does. It does have a very acoustic, like acoustic percussive kind of vibe yeah. going on there. Maybe. Uh, I mean. You know, you think of like tribal drums, you kind of think of jungles or, you know, high grass or something. Maybe that was kind of the intention here was get this kind of uh, woodsy tone to some of the stuff. Very, um, like you said, very acoustic, very, um, for lack of a better term, am- analog mm-hmm. uh, sound to it. Yeah. Very natural sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Very nature. There we go. That took a long way to get there. <laughs> well, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, so wheat, we have uh, Funky's Fugue. Um, this is a Robin Beanland tra- uh, track, Robin Beanland joint. Uh, it is, <laughs> I, it is, as Funky Kong himself is, especially this iteration of him. This track is unbelievably nineties. Funky was the uh, you would aboard funky flights in this game yeah. to get travel from uh, mm-hmm. area to area if you want or wanted to go back to a world that you were previously at. Um, you would jump in his uh, his barrel plane and <laughs> oh, Funky Kong, you're so you're like Funky Kong is so brilliantly cheesy. Of I love course. that he works in all these like you know they threw him into the new Tropical Freeze port for Switch and like. He's wonderful. He's just a delight carrying around his surfboard and his sunglasses. He's just so, so cheesy. But boy, this song is really something special. So strap yourselves in for the funky fugue. Enjoy.
Well, um... <laughs> what, what can you say other than hi-ya? <laughs> if I may. You may. Please. But Mortal Kombat! <laughs> oh, man. That, wow. There's a lot happening there. That song invoked way too many different things. It really did. But here's, here's the thing about it. You strip away that stuff you strip away the yeah. the orc the orc hits and the uh the hi-ya and the the creepy michael jackson Woo! In the, <laughs> then the what do you happen. have what do you have i ask you you have kind of a pretty cool groove you've got the <laughs> no, start of a pretty cool song like the no it's you know strip away the cheese you know take away a lot of the cheese and you you've got a pretty tasty morsel there you really do um this is one of those tracks that's also really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go back to the, uh, excuse me, <coughs> when you go back to the um, the Donkey Kong Country VHS tape that we were talking about. Oh my god, yeah. There's a when the, the the part of the tape where they're talking about the music in the game and how they really wanted to take the music to the next level. <laughs> um, they play uh, the um, the aquatic ambience song. It's mm-hmm. like one of the songs that they highlight. But there's a bit where they're by uh, Ken Lobb and Douche Nuts McGillicuddy, who was uh, <laughs> the star, the star of this uh, the Dan Cortez wannabe, uh, really is like dancing in front of the soundboard, oh and you can hear an uncompressed version of this song. Oh crap! It's crazy good. Because it, you you're not hearing any of those other those cheese factor things we're talking about. You're just hearing right. that do 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 like that kind of digity digity stuff mm-hmm. that was going on there. And you're hearing a completely uncompressed version of it because you know all this music uh, to get it on the Super Nintendo card had to be compressed like crazy. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, it's really it's really wild. So if you go back and watch that part of the tape, it's like really cool sounding. Um. But that's kind of this song's biggest it's, claim to fame. It's kind of uh, yeah, it's kind of it. I have to say, I have to say, when it kicks in, when it starts playing, it, it I I had this like knee jerk reaction to want to play Contra. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I literally it, just like, oh, I want to play Contra right now. That beat does kind of remind me of some stuff uh, in Contra. I can I can get behind that. Mm, it's very strange how sense of smell and and song can trigger all kinds of weird things. Indeed, but that's Contra's a different weird. podcast. Yeah, contrary right. is weird too. So, so the next track we'll be talking about tonight is uh, this is this is ambient. This is as ambient as it gets. This is Misty Menace. This is for um, the deep cave levels, um, like the ones with the the rock dudes, the morphing rock dudes that Ooh, turn into rocks when you turn on the lights, guys. and those guys are so cool looking. <laughs> I, I hate no, yeah, them I hate because they always get them. you. Yeah, but they're such a such great designs. Um, so this is very very ambient um there's not a lot of actual song going on here um which is uh, interesting so let's give it a listen here is misty menace by david wise from donkey kong country Thank you. 
that was Misty Menace, uh, again by David Wise from Donkey Kong Country. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on that first. Um, I thought it was a really good track. Uh, okay, so, little confession. <laughs> when I was an angsty, I don't know, 18, 20, 22, 35-year-old, I, um, I used to be really... Like, I th- used to think I was edgy because I'd listen to music like this. You know, obviously at the time, I didn't really know that it was, I don't know, like a genre, I suppose. I had this record, <laughs> record, I had a CD, and it was like an industrial band, but they made, like, just noise tracks. And I was like, oh, I'm so cool because I listen to this. So this <laughs> this really plays to that old angsty part of me. Um, fantastic ambient sound i don't know because there is a a little bit of musicality to it you hear it in there definitely um but for the most part it's uh i guess to me it feels more ambient than it does music and that's fine too because that's part of a game soundtrack you get the package deal you get the visuals you get the sound sound design is just as important as the visuals and i think this track really does a fantastic job of accompanying what's on the screen Agreed. Um, and, and, and similar to uh, the other cave song that we listened to in the first uh, Donkey Kong Country episode, this is one of those things that you're, you probably never hear. No. You know, you're moving super fast through these levels to, to... You have to. You have to like really book through these levels to, to keep the rock monsters from standing up and be, being invincible, you know? Right, yeah. And like the band, the, the back half of this track is so violent. Yes. It's very, very violent. It's yes. like really sweeping and yes. like very, very um, uh, intense and, and kind of anxiety inducing. It's, it's pretty <laughs> wild. It's my favorite uh, type. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. This is a really, <laughs> really cool track. It's, it's not something that I would typically listen to on my own. Like it's not going it, in my video games mix, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily listenable. If that's a word, like mm-hmm. you're not going to throw this on at a party or anything, but like I'm the type that, um, I like music without vocals or lyrics of any kind, uh, samples, things like that. Like, take that all out. I just like music, instruments, instrumentals. And if I was going to write something that was dark, I'd probably put this on because the views, I, I vibe with the music. So if the music's yeah. funky, I'm going to write something maybe a little quirky. If it's dark, I'm going to write something dark. This is perfect for that. I agree with you. It's not going to go in a playlist that, like, you're, you know, you're driving your kids to school. This, this comes on. You're like, oh, it's going to be a dark day, kids. <laughs> Daddy's let's got go some to issues. school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to school. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, next up is another. Um, it's it's definitely more musical. Um, but it's also similarly, uh, not similarly violent, but it does <laughs> it does have a very. Um, it's kind of distressing, and it really makes a lot of sense given the stage that it uh, the stages that it takes place in. Uh, this is a song that we have played on our show before. This was part of one of our winter specials. This is uh, Northern Hemispheres, uh, again by, uh, by Evelyn Fisher, and uh, this is from the snow stage. Um, the first time you hear this is the, the first snow stage, and if you, don't get the, um, if you don't actually get any of the bonus levels and you just play through the stage, it lines up so perfectly with how the snow uh, builds in. I think they say in the, in the VHS tape there's 12 different layers of snow in Holy this cow. level that that continuously build um you start off and it's clear mm-hmm. you know there's snow on the ground 
And then as the level goes on, more and more layers of snow get closer and closer, like there's a snowstorm in the distance that eventually takes over your whole screen. I and it's an, am- it's an amazing effect. It really is. And uh, uh, this piece of music really, really connects with that. It's, it's, it starts off cold and then it builds to distressing. Uh, and it's, it's really, really quite wonderful. Uh, so here is Northern Hemispheres by Evelyn Fisher from Donkey Kong Country.
Wow, that was uh, so. That was Northern Hemispheres, man. That song gets me every time. Boy, what a what a cool, what a cool, crazy, intense track. I love the build in this one. I it's a so so while listening to this, I actually looked up video footage of that level, and that um that snowstorm's intense. Like to watch it come in. <laughs> You know, yeah. the level starts real bright, like kind of like a sunny day, and then it starts to get darker as the clouds come in and then the snow starts, and it just gets really intense. And I can see how the music will, will uh, accompany that. Um, that's beautiful music. That's really oh, yeah. good. That actually might uh, take my top for the episode so far. It's, um, if what we've listened to so far, it is, it is my favorite as well. Although I like the next track even more, <laughs> but, uh, that tracks, oh good. It's, it's so intense. Like it's, it's all, it's almost bordering on like crazy, like disaster movie territory. Like by the time the strings start coming with like, wow, uh, really, really intense. And what's so cool specifically about this, the first level where you hear this music is, you know, not only does it, you know, it really matches up with that, with the way the snowstorm uh, approaches, but it's also um, kind of at the apex of it. Mm-hmm. You get to this like crazy, like the, the craziest barrel blasting part in the game. Yes. Uh, and if you can nail it perfectly, you get a, a three up balloon at the end. And uh, it's one of those things that I, I can still do as long as I'm playing on a CRT where there's no button lag. I can still nail that every single time. It's just, it's so intense though. It's so, so intense to do. Uh, wow. What a great stage. What a great piece of music. Oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, it, it's my, my favorite of this episode so far. Uh, well, it's, it's honestly, it's, <laughs> I'm looking at the next four tracks and it's, uh, in my opinion, it's only getting better from here. Um, I ain't mad at it. You're you're probably not gonna like Ice Cave Chant as much as I do because um, I don't <laughs> think anybody does. Uh, Ice Cave Chant is just one of my favorite songs. Uh, it was my favorite song in this game for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I love this stage. Uh, so Ice Cave Chant is um, takes place inside an ice cavern, which is just this this beautiful beautiful ice crystals as far as the eye can see. And uh, they're, they're stages that, in my opinion, are just best played with Diddy because uh, he's faster and he jumps higher. And it just it, this this song is so pleasant. It's so pretty and it's so happy. It gets it's a very joyous song and it really matches the, uh, you know, coming off of northern hemispheres. Then, you know, and that's how it works in the game. You finish this uh, this crazy snowstorm stage and then you go into this ice cave. And then when you come out the stage after um the snowstorm ends and you're playing just in the, the bright sunny snow. Um, but this, this wonderful interlude in between uh, where you just get this gorgeous, very happy, very joyous music coming off from Northern hemispheres. It's this song is, is wonderful. That's it's another one we've used uh, before in one of the, uh, the winter specials. I don't remember which one, um, but this is a uh, ice cave chant by Evelyn Fisher. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
love that song so much. You might be right that I don't like that song as much as you do or love it, but I think it's a really great track. So Isn't it? So let's say Isn't if you it? like it at a 10, I think I like it at like a 7 or an 8. That's a really good song. I'm 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 so glad to hear that. I yeah, <laughs> I God, I love that song. It's so it's 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 simple and complex at the same time, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. uh, cuz you've you've got a lot of um like the harmonies in that main melody mm-hmm. are almost like they're almost all the same note, you know? Yeah. Like it's like there's there's very few notes being played, but they're just kind of these slight variations that make this really interesting main melody. And uh oh god, I love it. I love it so much. I love the you know where it gets minor for like a brief moment and then it goes right back into the major chords and you're just like this is just so beautiful. It's so it matches this this twinkling, sparkling ice cavern mm-hmm. so much, and it's this it's just the right level of playful. It's it's still very cold and very icy, but mm-hmm. in a winter wonderland sort of way and not a northern hemisphere's you're gonna die in the snow kind of way. <laughs> yeah, uh I'm actually looking at a little gameplay footage of that of that level. It is very beautiful. A lot of uh you know, geodes and stuff. Very beautiful crystal. It's sparkling, like paparazzi mm-hmm. flashes. This is great. If you're listening to this show, which I hope you are, you should be <laughs> looking these videos up. Just get some images to go with some of the, the music. I know we do a show about music and it's about the music, but sometimes it bears uh looking into. It really does. I mean if you have if you are, you know, young enough where you didn't catch the original Donkey Kong yeah. Country, uh or even if you slept on it for whatever reason, or if you haven't played it in a long time, um, it's really a game worth going back to. It's it it continues to surprise as you go. Like the the stages continuously change. Um, you don't really start seeing much in the way of repeats until the very last world, uh, which is again, it's just a lot of caves and really kind of ugliness. But that's kind of intentional, um, right? <coughs> coughing. Um, but yeah, as, as you keep traveling to the different worlds, you keep finding new and exciting, uh, fascinating places. And, um, well, speaking of which, the next track is, um, uh, a friend of mine's favorite in this game. Uh, it is a favorite of mine. It is, a uh, such a cool track and such a cool set of stages We're we're going to listen to Fear Factory, um, which is, I believe the last truly original type of stage that you come across in the game. And uh, it's just in these, you're, you've gone through jungles and forests and mountains, and now you're inside these crazy factories with oil cans everywhere, which is such a great callback to the the flaming oil cans from the original Donkey Kong. Um, just these big drums with fire that say oil real big on the side. Uh, <laughs> and they're just, these stages are so cool, um, including has one of the craziest, <clears throat> the craziest bonus level finds. In this game, like, there's no way I would have found it without a strategy guide. It's like um, one of those stages, uh, but little bonus rooms where you uh, you have to hit three in a row of like these little items in a barrel, mm-hmm. and um, one of the items is a single banana. And if you get the single banana, um, <clears throat> you uh, it turns into a barrel instead of just giving you a single banana like it does in, in any other stage where you get that. And you have to be Diddy to get this other stage. You have to hold the barrel and then jump at the wall to break it open. Because if you're not Diddy and you're not landing on where he will automatically trigger the animation to walk through the door, it'll trigger the victory animation. 
mm. uh, which is nuts because like in, you know, after I saw it in the strategy guide of like how you do it, I like, you look in the room and there's hints everywhere. It's just like, there's totally a door there, but how do you, how the heck do you figure out how to get through? I don't know how anybody figured that out without the strat guide. Um, but it's, it's super brilliant. And these stages are so cool. And this music is awesome. It's so awesome. It's so different from all the other tracks in the game, but it's also, it, it has the same flavor. Uh, we're, we're back to David Wise. Uh, we're actually back to David Wise for the rest of the episode. Uh, so before I, uh, before I continue to gush any further, let's move on to <laughs> Fear Factory, Donkey Kong Country by David Wise. Enjoy.
Fear Factory. Ah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. I can't even wrap my head around how freaking good it is. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, like, electronic sounding, you know? It's Everything very... else, with the exception of Funky's song, <laughs> yeah. everything else is so acoustic and so... Yeah, everything else is in nature, you know? The entire game is, like, these different flavors of nature, and then you get to this factory stage, and it's this crazy technological-sounding, amazing, just just groove, and amazing beat to it, but the, the primary melody of it is still kind of played with that marimba sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And that just kind of ties it all together to the overarching jungle theme of Donkey Kong Country, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, I will say that I was moderately disappointed uh, in that it was called Fear Factory and had nothing to do with the band Fear Factory, but <laughs> I also knew that going into this, and I'm just being a huge jerk. Uh, that being <laughs> said, it's a really good track. I agree with you. It's synthiness, if, again, that's a word. Um, it is now. It is now. Uh, it's synthiness it was, is what makes it that good a song. It's just a really good it like i feel like in any other um medium it could have been like a synth hit for a band i mean even what's what's ironic is the the band fear factory if you've never listened to is very aggressive very uh uh like blast beats double pedals real like chainsaw guitars but they have a synth element to them so there's there, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm pulling at straws here, but there's some kind of something there that kind of think makes me think like, oh, you know, at some point they could have done something silly with it, or I, I don't know. But you know, the bands, the band themselves was probably influenced by the old synth pop bands, and I think this is definitely a song that could have been part of that synth revolution that we got in the uh, you know '80s. That's fair. Yeah, it 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 has that kind of it has that kind of flavor to it. Yeah, I can I can hear where you're you're coming from there. Um, boy, I just, I just love it. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, that, that, that electronic sound, the way that it just, it's so constant throughout the whole song. And like, you don't even really notice when it changes, you know, like it does change, uh, it's, it's key a little bit to match the, uh, the key of the, the rest of the music. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's so perfectly done. It's like, you barely even notice it. Or at least that's, that, that's how it played out for me. I freaking love every every ounce of this track it's so <laughs> so darn good i mean I, I it's it's a really really good song that's something that i think could be on on your um you know your gaming playlist and it comes up and you're like ooh yeah man it is as a matter of fact ah see it is do i know you or do i know uh, you definitely something that i listen to uh when it comes on it is in my playlist <laughs> and so is our last song of the night Aww. We couldn't have ended it any other way, which, I mean, we, we're still going to play you out with something different, but we had to end. Had to end. Just had to happen. Just one of the most classic, the most incredibly awesome final boss pieces of music I've ever heard, uh, and really one of my favorite final bosses I've ever fought in a game. Ugh. Gangplank Galleon. <laughs> Let's just dive right in. Get your, get your sea shanty pants on. Listen, I've been wearing them all night. David Wise is about to rock your nuts off. Let's do it. <laughs> Gangplank Galleon, let's dance. Gangplank Galleon. 
So, that was Gangplank Galleon, uh, again, from David Wise from Donkey Kong Country. Uh, Matt, uh, before I go and explode, why don't you go? Why don't you you start us off? (laughs) Um, So, what I love about it is it really genuinely does uh, start like a sea shanty. And you get this, yeah. <laughs> you get this idea of like, oh, okay. But then it it just goes somewhere else, and where it goes is great. I love that, um, you know, that very funky kind of walking bassline e, you know, with with the drums, and then you know, it's got that. Uh, I'm just, for lack of a better term, it's got that nifty little synth. It's great. That's a great song. It's you know, it's very like. These are supposed to be electric guitars. You know, it's very rock. Um, but that's, it never loses that kind of sea shanty flavor to the melody of it. Mm-hmm. So it just turns into like a hard yeah. rock sea shanty. Yeah, it's, it, uh, <laughs> which is it's nuts. A, yes, it's, it's a very, um, I'm, I'm like stumbling here. It is a very hard rock song. If you can consider a video game of this era hard rock, you know? You definitely can when you listen to the Uniracer soundtrack, which is a <laughs> game that I want to do someday. Because, boy, they really nailed the guitar sound in that. Uh, but that's a podcast for another podcast. <laughs> so here's the great thing about this, this song, is that it, it matches the action so flawlessly. Because, you know, by the time you get to this point, you kind of understand the mechanics of this game and, and more or less what to expect. You know, how, how patterns are going to play out. And like, you know, I died on King K. Rule a couple of times, but you mm-hmm. get there, you just, here you are. His, his pirate ship is finally here, and you, you get on there, and this adorable sea shanty starts playing, <laughs> and giant King K. Rule just, lands right in front of you and throws his crown at you. Like, okay, and you jump over it, and he runs, runs across, and like, King K. Rule is kind of a goofy-looking dude. Yeah. You know, he's intimidating because of his size. But he's also kind of kind of goofy looking because he's he's nuts, you know. He's got that that one giant bloodshot eye, and he's wearing a crown and a weird tiny cape. He's he's such a weird character design, and like he starts, you you know, this is the final boss in the game, and he throws his crown at you, and he's running back and forth, and like this goofy little sea shanty's playing, and it's like, all right, this is this is not very difficult. Like I see what I'm supposed to do, and I'm doing it, and you you get your couple of shots in, and then like the music. If you time this, like if you go in there and you just you you don't mess up and you just jump on his head as you get the chances to, this the, when the music starts turning sinister, like when you just start it just very starts bleeding that weird synthy sound coming in those minor keys to really kind of turn it into this more sinister thing is when he starts jumping up and down super tall. He's like yeah, he's running back and forth. It's like okay, this is kind of cool. And then like you do that three times and he just starts jumps up super high three times, launches himself to the other side of the boat and cannonballs just start raining down. And the sound of those cannonballs that over and over again, the rhythmic sound of those cannonballs just landing over and over again is so imposing combined with you know him just leaping across like this holy crap this giant fat lizard dude is really nimble and like the cannonballs and the sinister music all comes together in this just wonderful package of final boss terror and like at the end of the day it's not that hard but similar to um another one of my favorite bosses Kraid in Super Metroid where it's just like it's more imposing than it is difficult and it makes for just such an incredible first time you get there every time you replay it no matter how easy it is it doesn't matter because you always remember that feeling of getting there the first time 
and, and the way that music really just changed the ingrained that experience and like in the mid midway through like again if you time this out uh if you don't miss your hits on king k rule it times out with the music really well and the first loop of the song um actually comes right in that fake credit sequence you know like the uh, it's it's after where it goes into the double time with the 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 snare hits uh and it cuts back to the cut time and uh, that's when the those little fake credits roll in the middle of the sequence when like you know all the game designers are the the freaking Kremlings, which is hysterical. And then it goes back over, and King K. Rule gets back up, and like that's when the the music kind of loops over and starts over again. And uh, well, that that pattern took a a, a try or two to kind of like really recognize because again he's so big, but he's so freaking nimble, you know. And uh, it's just, it was magical, absolutely magical. What a, a wonderful way to end that game. Um, and beating that boss is just, it's just great. And that whole sequence was great. And this music is so darn great. Uh, David Wise knocked it out of the park with this one. Just nailed it. And I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> that you are. <laughs> I cannot follow that. Um, I'm actually just going to pack up. And head out. I'll get the lights on my way. And uh, thank you, everyone. We appreciate and enjoy you. That there's there's nothing to follow that up except for me being a, a jackass and joking about it. You have painted such a painting that uh, I I can't follow that. They're a tough act to follow. <laughs> tough act to follow, Chris. I I appreciate the the, the kind words. It's just you know this. <laughs> It's just this music means the world to me, man. Like it, it just does. And this game was so important to me. Like this game was just, uh, you know, as a kid on the Nintendo side of the console wars, when this game happened and just took over the world, and it lo nothing looked or sounded like this. And the fact that it was Donkey Kong, and that I love so much when old things get reinvented, and that it was just this darn good. Like uh, it's it's freaking legendary. It's so legendary in my head, and. Uh, it's so much fun to play it now, and I love that this franchise is still going with, with such talent behind it, you know? Because I didn't care for Donkey Kong Country 3, and I didn't care for Donkey Kong 64, and, and with uh, Tropical Freeze about to reach a much broader audience, like the size that it actually deserves on Switch, I seriously hope people go out and buy it. I know it's 60 bucks and it's $20 on Wii U, which is insane, but go freaking buy that game, because this franchise has so much to offer. Um, and sonically in particular, like uh, David Wise did the soundtrack for Tropical Freeze, and it is absolutely freaking amazeballs incredible. It is humongous. We'll never be able to cover it all on this show, which is, it, 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 we'll, I'll just have to live with that fact. Um, it's humongous, but it's all amazing stuff. And this is, uh, this is where it started. This is where the Donkey Kong brand became a whole new thing, and uh, I couldn't be happier that it did. Uh, so there we go. Um, that, that was it. That was pretty much the end. I, I think that was the entire Donkey Kong country soundtrack that we listened to between, uh, this and, uh, we didn't listen to the gate, the, the game over music, you know, nah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, obviously there's still one more track that we're going to leave you out on, mm -hmm. but let's do our, our end of show business before we do that. So that's our show. Join us next time. We'll be listening to another one of Matt's picks. Matt, uh, what will we be listening to? Uh, well, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot I had a pick. Um, but I do have a pick. And uh, I was a big fan of this game 
when it came out. I think I was a huge fan of its um uh what's the word I'm looking for of the oh man of the work it's based on. I think I think when that work came out, I think everybody cuz we're roughly the same age, I think everybody around our age group just went bananas for for the source material. That's what I was looking for. Um I'm not 100% sure which uh, console I want to do, but I will tell you that we're going to do The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Adventures of Batman and Robin. A little non sequitur, a little a little left of center, I think, but the, there's something... I had a feeling you were going to do Batman, but I thought you were going to do Batman for NES based on Batman 89. No. I, I, I actually did own that game, and that was a lot of fun, too. Hard as hell. I really love the sprites in that game, though. The Batman yeah. sprites were so good, especially for the time period. But no, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, based on the cartoon uh, from the early 90s. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, till, still to this day. like that. His art, um, Tim... Bruce Tim. Yeah. That his art just launched a whole new like kind of need and desire to see animation like that. And it still is today, like the Justice League stuff that they do now. It's so great. Mm-hmm. But the game itself I thought was a really great, you know, two D side scroller and I think it did a great job. But the music uh the music. You guys you're gonna you're gonna listen to next next time you're gonna hear the music. It's good stuff. So you don't know which version you want to do yet, right? I'm not 100%. have got the Super Nintendo version, right. the Genesis version, right. the Sega CD version, yep. or the Game Gear version. Yeah. And we're not doing the Game Gear version. No, no, no. I know we're not doing the Game Gear version. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Sega CD one would be pretty wild. Well, you're just going to have to tune in next time to see which one I decided. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you. That's a good choice. I'm, I am excited. Uh, so let's see. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games we've discussed here today, either Adventures of Batman and Robin for, of any flavor or Donkey Kong Country. Um, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find more fresh information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. While you're at it, you can check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow and like and subscribe to if you haven't already. And also be sure to check out all the other great content we have over on our site, geekade.com. So let's see. Uh, We're going to play you out tonight with uh, another one of my favorite uh, ending credits pieces of music. The pieces of music. (laughs) It's been a long night. It has been a long night. Uh, The credits concerto. Um, it's a, this song is relieving. It is a, it is the perfect thing to follow up the, the battle against King K rule. Uh, and that just incredibly intense gangplank galleon song. Uh, and this is, uh, this is great. I loved this whole credit sequence cause you know, it, it does this adorable little bit where it shows off all of the enemies in the games and all their super cool animations and what they're clever names are and then it shows off all the kongs and then like donkey kong and diddy kong get out to a bunch of monkey business which is super funny and <laughs> diddy bites his finger and it's it's awesome um and this music is it's again like fairly 90s um as far as like you know being just this wonderful triumphant piece of music um it just kind of reminds me a little bit of like the uh 
the music at the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when like, you know, Abe Lincoln is given the speech, you know what I mean? Oh man. That that kind of nineties inspirational. <laughs> uh but it's it's just a it's just a damn delight and it's just a wonderful, wonderful song. And uh no better way to leave you off uh after listening to two episodes of Donkey Kong Country. Uh I'm super stoked for listening to Batman and Robin. Hell yeah. And uh I'll I'll be uh looking all that stuff up as soon as we get off the show. So uh, Matt, thank you again for joining me. Always Audience, thank you again for listening. Yes. Uh, and have yourselves a great night and enjoy the Credits Concerto by David Wise. Mm-hmm.